passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Bears. My name is Joey Christopoulos with my co-host, Corey Wooten. we got a very special guest today, but hang out for 40 seconds because we got to talk about our presented sponsor. It is BetOnline.ag. And look, i got to have an issue with this copyright here. It says football might be over for this season. Football is never over. But keep in mind, basketball is in full steam and the pro and college hoops. It's about heading to the postseason, so you got to head over to BetOnline for the latest odds, totals, player performance props because BetOnline is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. So what are you waiting for? Head over to the website. Use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Only when you use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get started. It's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, and right down to your favorite Vegas casino game, BetOnline, your number one online wagering destination. The fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and player favorite games is Bet online where the game starts ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for coming into the pot and for checking us out on youtube uh like subscribe comment and question below we got an awesome guest here today for believe in bears but first let's bring in my co-host he's got that glimmer in his eye which means i think he's about to get on a plane and go on a golfing trip it's former bears defensive end and fox 32 chicago's very own Corey wooten what's up Corey? what's up my man they call me tiger woods this weekend not because i'm super good on the courses because i hit the ball in the woods actually so i'm gonna enjoy the golfing trip uh hopefully i don't lose too many balls but you know there's nothing that a few drinks on the course won't make my swing that much better it's gonna be a beautiful weekend in florida <laughs> and i'm jealous and i'm jealous for you my friend coming up next though he is our special guest so honored and happy to have him on he's the host of the sick podcast you know him from all of his great work on nfl network from nfl access fantasy live and for me personally he doesn't know it but he is my personal fantasy football guardian angel it's adam rank hello adam <laughs> oh my gosh thank you so much i i appreciate the kind words there's first of all i always typically uh require being on before the read so that i i'm not super offended but i feel like i'm a before the read kind of guest like no disrespect <laughs> to you and how you run your show and i know you've you spent time putting down a rundown i might have blown you off a week ago all that, all that being said, I still, I still require being on before the read. And I got to ask, uh, are you going down to the players? Corey, are you going to go to the No, players? no, no. I, I wish I was going down there. I'm, I'm, I'm down in uh, Fort Lauderdale. So you're going to actually play golf? Yes. Yep. Not to yep. go watch. Not to no, go watch no, John no. Rahm miss a bunch of putts. <laughs> something like that. Yep. I, I will. Let me tell you something. The last two rounds I've played. I have not lost a single ball. That's pretty good. Full eighteen. Full. Well, uh, yeah, full eighteen. Okay. I, I played. I played two nines, but yeah, I have not lost a single. And now I've jinxed it. So the next time I play, I'm gonna lose like thirty. But <laughs> to me, but here's my question. I feel like that's even par. Like it's how many balls? Yeah. Like how many balls? Like what'd you shoot today? I'm like I'm even. 
one ball, one tee, like that's it. Like that's a, a win, win all that's a win all day. You know, you those pro, pro B ones, they, they add up. They uh, add up. I'm sorry, hold on. Is this can they see me? Can everybody see me? Yeah, we yeah. can see you yeah, on we, video right now. We can see you live and in charge. Oh, Strixon. Oh, Strixon. Okay, Brooksy. Okay, Brooksy. Uh, before Brooksy, by the way, I'm oh, I'm the okay. one who made it cool. So Brooksy felt comfortable joining the team Strixon. Uh, me and Sasha Vujacek, uh, we yep. were we were carrying and Graham, like, like we got Graham Hideki, we yep. have uh, Shane Lowry, like yep. some cool people. So I play with the yep. Strixons, and I was using I got an eagle with a matte finished ball because the course wasn't great. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to use one of these. And one of the one of the yep. ones my kids got me for my uh, for Father's Day last year and uh, got an eagle with it. And I'm like, I'm embarrassed to show everybody this is the ball that I was using. But at the same time, I got an eagle, so I don't care. Because I usually, like, <laughs> I, I shot a 90 yesterday, and I was okay. Oh, offer, baby. That's good. That's what I, I felt okay day. with myself. I was. A, yeah. Yeah, so you what, walk what away the, with what, one ball. What are, what are the strengths of your game? And go. You know what? I was going to say my... <laughs> I was going to say my putting, but that actually cost me like 30 strokes yesterday. <laughs> I was actually getting, I kept getting into the sand, like fairway bunkers. Oh, I was sorry. doing a lot of greenside bunkers. And here's the thing when you're at art, or at least at my skill level, you can't get upset. Like if you pipe a shot, you're like, oh, I stroked that and it lands into the greenside bunker, or you drive it into a fairway bunker off the tee. You're like, okay, I'm not Roy McElroy. If I hit it well and it just landed there, so be it. I'm just not great. I'm like Victor Hov, like if Victor Hovland was an amateur, <laughs> that's how I am getting out of the out of the fair out of the sand. <laughs> and for Victor, like you, that that's your job. Like it makes sense that I'm not good at it. Like there's so much to work on. And I, I people are like, do you work on the sand? And I'm like, no. Like where am I going to go to work on the sand? Yeah. Like I don't have a bunker out of my green belt. <laughs> that's just like I'm in sandbox. Me. You could do that. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Go to the beach. Go hit a bunch of balls like his out, of, out of their kids. Yeah. <laughs> out of their I, I, I hate this hand real quick. One, one story. So the last golf trip I was on, I'm plus two through eight holes. Right. Which is great. I'm feeling great. Really good. I, I smoke a drive into the bunker, greenside bunker. And I'm like, Oh, great. I'm going to get up and down. Took me six strokes to get out of the bunker. Oh no. <laughs> I put a 10 on that hole. I was like, Oh, that's killed me. It killed me. I still ended up with a 90 in that round, but I, Imagine if I, I would have got out of the bunker in one shot, take away seven, putted, three putted, then we're yeah. talking different story. So, but yeah, the bunkers, I hate, I hate, I hate the bunkers. It, it gives Brutal. me nightmares. I try to avoid it. <laughs> yeah. Same, same here. Yeah. After the sixth shot, you're pretty much digging yourself out of a hole at that point. You're yeah. just digging at, deeper. At that point, I said, whatever. And, and I, I, I just, I just hit at it and the thing popped up and I'm like, that's what I got to do. Just stop caring about it. Go up to it and just go, just whack at it and see what happens. Yeah. Ugh. Well, we have uh, NFL Network's Adam Rank here on the pod. Uh, now that he's on the pod, another ad break. I'm kidding. Uh, we're gonna move ah. on. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk some NFL right now. And uh, before we get to the Bears, uh, if you don't mind, let's weigh in on some broad uh, NFL stuff real quick. I mean, it's a busy last couple of days. Uh, if we were at a restaurant right now, I'm gonna bring out three cuts of meat for you. Okay. Two of them are a fine cut. One of them is a plate of bologna, and I will let you pick which one you want to talk about. Aaron Rodgers returns to the Green Bay Packers. Russell Wilson gets traded to the Denver Broncos. And Carson Wentz gets traded to the Washington Commanders. Out of those three stories, what's kind of been rattling around in your mind the most last couple of days? You know what? Uh, very quickly on Aaron Rodgers, this does not impact our life in the least. And I'll tell you what, he's been there for 15 years. Like, it's like, you've been, like, you can't be upset. Like, if you drive a, 
a Toyota Tercel and you're going to drive it for another, like you're, you know what your life is going to be like, like we've already had to deal with this. Aaron Rodgers doesn't impact us. Aaron Rodgers is going to go out there. He's not going to throw any, any interceptions. He's going to win a lot of regular season football games. He's going to go to the playoffs and he's going to lose. Who cares? Russell Wilson out of the NFC. This is actually probably more significant for us, but probably not so much, but you know what? Fine. Go play in the AFC. Go play with the Denver Broncos. Uh, I had Jerry Judy in a dynasty league. So uh, that was very helpful for me. I was very appreciative of that. Thank you, Denver, for going out there and getting that situated. The one thing that I actually want to talk about is Carson Wentz. And here is why, because it was one year ago that we were in talks and I feel bad talking to a former player and I'm dropping the we. Listen, here's my thing. I got a, I got a Mike Singletary sweatshirt on that my dad owned. And uh, here's the thing. We were in the mix for Carson Wentz last year. Mm. It is so nice to sit here and watch all these teams scrambling. Like, are we going to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo? Is Mitch Trubisky the answer? Like paying 26 mil for Carson Wentz? How refreshing is it not to have to deal with that? You know what I'm saying? It's like getting your yeah. Christmas shopping at right after Thanksgiving. The presents are wrapped. They're there. We don't know. Listen, there's still some ambiguity. Maybe they don't. Maybe maybe whoever is receiving those gifts might not like them. But currently, right now, our quarterback situation is handled. We don't have to worry about, like, is Marcus Mariota the guy? Anything like that. We're very yeah. comfortable. And it's a very nice position to be in because it feels like it has been forever since that has happened. Yeah, if I can interject a separate analogy, I was kind of thinking around this time last year, we signed Andy Dalton. And it's this thing of like, if this was a kid's playground or whatever, it's everyone kind of pointing at us and making fun of us and shaking our heads. And this year we get to be in the circle and be like, yeah, yeah what is Washington doing? Am I right? I mean, like, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, we would never do anything like that. So, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. It's completely refreshing. And also you look at the hall that Denver just packaged together to get Russell Wilson, not too dissimilar from some of the rumors that we heard Last year with the Chicago Bears of, of multiple first rounders, second rounders, a defensive blue chipper and some other piece, you know, David Putney or whatever you want to call it. So and we're sitting here with Justin Fields, you know, Corey, I got to ask you, man, which one yeah. has been sticking through your mind the last couple of days out of these moves? Well, pro probably the Denver one. I mean, they gave up a lot for, to get Russell Wilson. And that means they have to win in the next two years, in my opinion, or else that, that trade was was nonsense. Um you know, obviously Aaron Rodgers being back, that's that's a big deal. Um, but I'm not as I'm not as worried um with this new staff in here. I'm defensive ball club. That that's really what I'm focused on. And I think defensively, if we can get that discipline back, and Adam, me and Joey just talk about this. The past two years, the Bears defense has been very undisciplined, not being able to stop the run, something that we saw they were able to do under Vic Fangio and Lovey Smith when I played. So it was very uncharacteristic. So if we can get back to the fundamentals and really limit some of these negative plays, the discipline, you know, the unsportsmanlike plays, I think we can be in a lot of these games. And I think it's going to be built around the defense. And obviously, Justin Fields needs to be able to do a lot. But you look at the running backs that we have in that situation, obviously get another playmaker there. But I feel good going against Green Bay uh, this year with the new staff, just because I think defense is going to be the backbone of this team. And everyone was like, well, you know, I would, I would like the offensive-minded head coach. Oh, geez. Yeah, everyone always says that. But I'm like, I, I like this. It's, it's not the sexy pick for head coach. 
but it's a sure thing, right? He's going to get back to the fundamentals, taking away the football. And that's when these Bears were rocking under Matt Nagy's first two years, really, were really getting things going. And it was built off the defense. So Trubisky didn't have to shine. And I think Justin Fields is way more talented than Trubisky. So I'm thinking, hey, I'm really excited about this year. And people say, well, I need this. And, and no, defense is where you build franchises. And that's how Chicago has always been. And it dates back to the 85 Bears. So I, I really like the direction this team is going. But I think that one of the things, I, I'm a little bit more of the, let's focus on, on building up Justin Fields. But I think with the system that's in place, when you look at the history of Matt Eberflus, he has not had pass rushers like Khalil Mack or Bobby Quinn, either one of them. And he's got mm -hmm. two of them. And I really do believe two years ago, and this was uh, from the next, next gen stats that our own Nick Shook put out there. Robert Quinn's first year in Chicago was actually very good as far as getting pressure on the quarterback. Mm -hmm. He's been one of the best this year. It translated into sacks. And I think too many people get wrapped up. Obviously not you, Corey, but I mean like a lot of people will look at it and be like, he's not sacking enough, but it's like, he's pressuring the quarterback, which is significant. Khalil Mack battling through injuries. And now, and I don't want to question anybody's effort or anything like that, but I, I got to understand, and this goes for Allen Robinson too. Like I'm not mad at anybody. I can understand how frustrating it must've been when like Matt Nagy was the coach last year. And I get it. It's kind of like when you're, you know, like when somebody's like, when you're not feeling well, you know, maybe you're a little hungover, something like that. And somebody's like, uh, can you help me move? You're like, no, 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 too hungover. Can't do it. You're, your feelings would change if they're like, do you want to go play 18 with me? You're like, no, I can do that. Like, that's fine. And I think we'll, <laughs> I see, a, <laughs> we'll, we'll see a lot of a, a renewed, a, a yeah. renewed, uh, a renewed, uh, not interest, but like, there's going to be a, you're, you're fired up again and you're ready to go. Yeah. And I think that what I really like with the way that the bears are constructed defensively is that they're good at all three levels. The defensive mm -hmm. line is going to be excellent with Quinn and Mac. Roquan Smith, we know how good he is. We know how good linebackers who have played his position in Matt Eberflus's defense have been. Mm -hmm. And then I still – I love Jalen Johnson, and I really like Thomas Graham. I think that this team is pretty set up. I don't think we need to chase anybody in free agency or anything like mm -hmm. that. I go, I think we're closer defensively than a lot of people are giving us credit for. And, Adam, uh, defensively, so me and Joey have talked about this, bringing Akeem Hicks back on, on a, oh, you know, one, one to two-year deal, I think that would be the sweet spot with a very front heavy on that first year because I, there's such a difference when he's in there. Just he is the engine of that defense. People really feed off him, and inside he creates pressure. And, and in my opinion, I think him and Cam Hayward are two of the more underrated players in the league because you look yeah. at Aaron Donald hit – you know, and, and J.J. Watt, when he was, you know, up here, um, their, their sack numbers were up there. But I think those two are, are those lunch pail, old school type of guys that really set the engine off on defense. And I think we need to bring them back because people say, well, you know, he's been injured and this, that and the other. But it hasn't been any serious injuries. It's been little yeah. nagging things. And you look at you look at the difference in, in the run game uh, when he's in there, uh, sack production. Like he is such a force in there. And I think they need to bring him back. And at least, you know, a, a two-year deal, in, in my opinion. 100%. I, I think that everybody that you sign free agent-wise is going to be a risk. And I think that Hicks has been somebody who's proven himself. And I love everything about him. And I would definitely pay. He's one of those guys that I was like, yeah, whatever whatever it takes. Just just yeah. get the deal done. Exactly. Just just because he's such a great influence on, on everyone there. You talk about younger guys and a guy like Eddie Goldman, Joey, that we talked about. That's kind of coming off 
not his best year, right? Paid him, paid him a lot of money and we kind of need him to step up. So maybe a guy like Hakeem Hicks being back, you know, him kind of being a mentor for him, really stepping up and elevating his game in there. Well, Corey, wouldn't you also agree that, you know, when you're talking about moving over to an Eberflus defense, we talked a lot about how last year was two gap. And if you move to four, three, it's more one gap, correct? And if we're going to talk about how Roquan Smith does or does not fit, there's a lot of, you know, can Roquan Smith, the best athletic and most talented defensive player, have success next year? It's kind of a silly conversation, but wouldn't having a guy like Akeem Hicks up there, you know, kind of taking that pressure off of him to allow him to go sideline to sideline, allow him to plug the run? I mean, doesn't that go hand in hand a little bit with taking that conversation away? 100%. And I think Akeem Hicks and just like a guy like Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn, they have flexibility, right? We can give different looks, different fronts. They can play a 4-3. They can play a 3-4. So I think there's so many things that they can do and utilize. And uh, yeah, I just, I think it'd be great. Roquan, I think is a rising star in the league. Um, I I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer one day if he stays healthy, knock on wood. Um, But I'm I'm excited for the defense. Obviously, you know, there's some positions on the secondary we got to get situated and you know, hopefully we'll see a resurgence from Eddie Jackson. I think that will reinvigorate him, a new staff being there, something new, you know, because he played really well under Vic Fangio and then yeah. it, it kind of slacked off a little bit. So I'm hoping, you know, with this new defensive-minded ball club that we'll see a resurgence from him. Let's take a quick break to talk about one of our presenting sponsors, NordVPN. Now, look, what's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you are online. And with all the threats that you face today on the Internet, it's more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either and plans start at under four dollars per month so what are you waiting for grab your exclusive nordvpn deal right now if you go to nordvpn.com slash believe use the promo code believe b-l-e-a-v you get up to 70 percent off your nordvpn plan plus one additional month for free it's also risk-free with nord's 30-day money-back guarantee nordvpn now back to the pod NFL Network's Adam Rank here on Believe in Bears. Uh, let's just roll it over to free agency. It's only a couple of days away before teams can start negotiating. You know, let's just start broadly, and then we'll kind of zero in on the specifics. Adam, in your opinion, you know, Ryan Poles talks a lot about second and third wave free agents. In your opinion now, after the first maybe couple of days of free agency, what can Bears fans, are we going to be able to look at this and say, hey, we've got one huge signing under our belt, or are we still going to be kind of maybe waiting to see what's going to come in, you know, after those, that first big flurry happens? I think there's going to be a number of signings that we make that we'll probably end up getting roasted for and people will take their little jabs because there's, there's nothing really out there right now. That's sexy. You know, yeah. a lot of the big name wide receivers have already been locked up. Devonte Adams, obviously Chris Godwin, Michael Gallup appears to be locked up as well. Uh, Mike Williams is another guy too. But when you start looking at some of the receivers who are going to be available, there's going to be guys like Cedric Wilson, who are available, who to me, this isn't me. This was uh, George. This was Berlissimo. He was like, he's like a fast Marty Booker. And I'm like, oh, okay. Now that all makes, Whoa. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I go, that speaking makes sense. Speaking my bear, speaking of my bear's heart right there. Yeah. You know what? I'm like, oh, I, I never thought of that. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. He said that on my, on my podcast. And I'm like, oh my God, that is perfect. But guys like Auden Tate, who again, it's not going to jump off the page and people are, are going to be like, who is this player? But he's great physically. He's uh, he's kind of a Kirkland version of Mike Williams. He's going to be a better value. I think we'll start seeing Zay Jones uh, was another player. Like guys like this, we'll start 
filling out the wide receiver room. And it's not going to be, hey, like I'm going to go buy his jersey today. But it is going to be when you start looking at it over the course of free agency and, and leading into the offseason or leading into the regular or training camp in the regular season, everybody's going to have to have a role. And I think that you got to look at it kind of like a deep dish pizza. Like singularly, the onion might not make sense, but it's part of something. And that's what we need. And, they, and I've been hesitant to wanting to add MVS. To me, that always feels lazy. Hmm. But at the same time, like we need somebody who can stretch the field. We need somebody who can get it down there. You can't put you can't put Danny Trevathan on him and expect him to be covered. You gotta you gotta commit somebody to MVS when he's on the field. So I think we're gonna see a lot of those kind of signings, both on the offensive line at the wide receiver position. It's not gonna be something that blows you away, but I think it will go towards building a roster that can compete with the Green Bay Packers. So so what do you think about the possibility of Allen Robinson coming back? On, on a one-year deal. Um, new staff, new regime. Obviously, he had the falling out with Matt Nagy. It's kind of a clean slate. Um, I think he's, he's like he's like in your tweets. He's like in yeah. your tweets, Adam, too. I'm yeah. telling you, listen, like that our uh, our producer uh on the podcast, he's like, Hey, can can I make note of that? I'm like, it's in it's public record. It's not like he DM'd me. Like he, he looked at yeah. I agree. He liked he saw that. Yeah. Now, did he read the whole tweet? And say like I, I hope he comes back to the Bears and and do that or was it just the like he's still a great receiver he stopped reading was like like um, yeah. whatever it is I don't Once whatever it is I don't care like I I'm not mad at Allen Robinson I am gonna support him wherever he goes next season hopefully it's not Green Bay but you look at the landscape you look at all the receivers who've been locked up right now having a player like Allen Robinson is a premium I would definitely want to bring him back the biggest competition will be from playoff contending teams. If Buffalo decides they want to go out there and, and acquire another wide receiver, I know they're letting Cole Beasley go out there and do his own research on uh, available wide receiver positions. New England is also a team that could use a wide receiver like Allen Robinson. That'll be very hard to compete against because those teams are playoff contenders right now. They're ready to challenge for the Super Bowl. Allen Robinson would have to really buy into the system, really want to buy into Justin Fields. Is he there? I hope so. Do I think it's going to happen? I'm not completely optimistic, but I would be very welcome to it. And I hope that he is a member of the Chicago Bears heading into the next season. Yeah. And if, the, if either of you guys want to weigh on this too, and maybe Corey, if you want to go first, you know, how big of an obstacle do you think it is that we did franchise him last year for, I believe what it was $18 million. And, you know, Corey for playing in the league, you know, coming back and having to take less money with the same team. It's not exactly the same as taking less money somewhere else, right? Because yeah. you feel like they still value you and you come in yeah. and you get your shot. Is that that big of an obstacle for a guy pride-wise or, or what's your no, take No, I don't think so because I think he realized his production didn't match what it was the, the prior year. So that's what got him that franchise tag. I just think there was – everything was between him and Matt Nagy. I don't think it was with the, the Bears staff besides him. I think it was just him and Matt Nagy had that falling out. They didn't talk for almost a, a year or whatever it was. So – I'm just I'm just hoping that listen he's like I can I can maybe make you know a little bit more somewhere else but let me go where I'm familiar where I've had very productive seasons right I have a uh, rising quarterback in here I got another receiver in Darnell Mooney I got a great running game we got this new staff look what we can do defensively so I'm hoping that he looks at the bigger picture um, but he's got a bad taste in his mouth from last year and I'm, I'm just hoping that you know, he can wipe that, that slate clean and be like, okay, this is something different. Let me, let me not let the past 
you know, affect my decision making now. So I would love to have him back. I don't, I don't think I think he realizes wherever he goes, he's going to get less money than 18 million. I think yeah. that just is what it is. But I'm just hoping he takes a chance because I think Justin Fields is going to be a star. And I think with the right coaching staff and I'm hoping Luke Getze with his experience with Aaron Rodgers and being able to, to, to script plays for success for him, get him on the move, get him more comfortable. And that, that's why I get excited because Aaron Rodgers, you look at his career, and I know Luke Getze didn't exactly call the plays in, in Green Bay, right? But Aaron Rodgers is so effective on the run, just like a guy like Justin Fields. So I'm hoping he could see that and script some of those plays, get him confidence, rely on the run game, and then we could be able to open up that passing package. And then halfway towards the end of the season, he's really letting it go, some of those deep shots down the field. Yeah, and Adam, just in your opinion, you know, Allen Robinson, scars of the past, do you think that is a big deterrent for him coming back, or is it a little bit more of the market out there for him? Because all of a sudden he kind of is the best wide receiver hitting the market next week. No, that's a huge thing, too. And if somebody comes in with an offer that's going to blow him away, he's definitely going to take it. Again, the teams that concern me, Buffalo, New England, I do like the fact that Allen Robinson loves the NBA, and he loves bat like he loves the Bulls. I wish we would use. I wish we would lean on the Bulls a little bit more to do some recruiting for us. No courtside, baby. Hey, like, hey, uh, you know, Zach, can you kind of get him down on courtside and kind of like, hey, show him a good time, do all that kind of stuff. I do like the fact that Matt Nagy returned to Kansas City, so that takes one team out of the out of the mix. (laughs) He's not going there. That's true. Um, So that that was like because I always thought about that too. I'm like, oh, he's great in Kansas City. I'm like, oh, not anymore. but I don't think, yeah, there's not too many, there's not too many, like, I don't know. I know he's a Detroit guy, but it's like, do you really want to go? If you have a choice between the lions and the bears, like who do you think actually has a better future? I don't know what, I don't know what lions fans are talking about with I was like, Hey, we're, we're on the rise. I'm like, Oh my God, you guys are, you're, you're doing this again. They are like, really, they, they're really invested in this whole resurgence. And it's, I just, I, I pray for them. Cause it's, it's a lot. I'm, a, I'm like, with you. I, Jared Goff is still your quarterback, right? Like, and everybody's like, well, they, the Rams won a Super Bowl or they, the, the Rams went to a Super Bowl. With them. I, I think we've proven that like, maybe it was, you know, Sean McVay who's helped. Like, Gurley, you had, maybe? You, yeah. had <laughs> you had Matt Stafford forever, never won a playoff game. Matt Stafford goes to LA, goes and wins the Super Bowl. By the way, uh, as many NFC championships as uh, Aaron Rodgers now, as many Super Bowls, as uh, Aaron Rodgers now. And I just want to, I, I don't know if anybody's pointing that out enough, but uh, I think that needs to be addressed. Tom Brady. So like, look at the Mount Rushmore of, of guys who have won one NFC championship. It's Tom Brady. It's uh, Matt Stafford, Rodgers, and Rex Grossman. Who's right here. There he is. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Beautiful. And Russell this Wilson is, too. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. He's won two though. Yeah, two of them. Yeah, yeah. Two NFC titles. Oh, yeah, two, two, yeah. I always – I'm sitting here, and I got Cutler and Grossman next to each other. I don't know. I just – can I – no disrespect to any of that. And I love Jay. Uh, Rex, not so much. There's – listen, Rex, there's some things we can never be friends. I'm sorry. I'm sure you're a nice guy. I talked – who, like – who was it that I was talking to? It was, like, one of his best friends. And I'm like, oh, my God. Tell Rex it's nothing personal. It's a joke. Like, I'm sure he's a delightful person. I got his bobblehead. It's not that bad, but I just want that guy. I just want Justin just to take that step forward. And I, I really do believe it. And everybody, listen, if you're following me on Twitter and I don't care if you do follow me and you say the bears need a quarterback 
That's a blockable offense, in my opinion. And I've put up with a lot of stuff. But you start talking bad about Justin Fields, that's a blockable offense to me. And the Bears weren't blocking enough for him last year. And I think that's going to change this season. So I'm I'm hopeful. I've had, I don't know why I just went down this rabbit hole. Well, it's but actually, it's, it's actually, it's I'm a great, now. It's, yeah, it's a great transition. We got a couple topics there left with uh, Adam Rank before we get out of here. And I did want to maybe switch it over. And I want to kind of phrase it from a fantasy perspective, right? Because we've already gone through, we've canvassed the, the crime scene of what Matt Nagy did to Justin Fields last year, you know, from the five-man protection against the Browns to the Bucks game, yada, yada. But I want to ask you from a fantasy perspective about a couple of Bears, and let's start maybe with Justin Fields. Just as it stands right now, I know, no free agency, no draft, long way to go. In your opinion right now, is he a top 15 play right now? Can you see him be maybe top 12 some weeks? Can he be top 12 by end of season? Where do you kind of handicap his value right now in fantasy football? I will tell you that the consistency of the fantasy quarterbacks for guys like Jalen Hurts, who... If you watch Jalen Hurts last year, I like Jalen Hurts. He was a top fantasy quarterback because it doesn't take a lot of rushing to make you a good fantasy quarterback. It takes about 30 yards. That's three extra points every week. And I'm not, and listen to me, this is another thing. This is another blockable offense. Justin Fields is a pocket quarterback who can run and is very fast, but he's a pocket quarterback by trade. It's what he does. You know what? Dave Grohl can pay, play the drums, okay? But he's still a front man and a lead singer, okay? <laughs> don't let it, don't, don't get fooled. I know that he played the drums for Nirvana. Sorry, Corey. They were a band that was very popular. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. that. Kirk I don't know. <laughs> you're old enough. You, you, yeah. Yeah, you played for Lovey. So you're, okay. That, the years make it. You, you look young, though. I always, yeah. I, I literally have to stop a lot of times. <laughs> I was talking to one of my coworkers and I do this repeatedly where I'm like, okay, there's these, I'm trying to talk about bands and I go, there's two bands. I go, you might not have heard of them, like uh, Nirvana and Pearl Jam. And that sometimes the, dis the, the disgust in their face, like they've never heard it, like, stop it. Like, I know who these are. There is actually an intern that we had this season for the first time was like, who is, who is Nirvana? And I'm like, no, seriously. He's like, no, no, who, who, who were I'm like Nirvana, like Dave Grohl's <laughs> original band. He was the drummer. He's like, Oh, is it like an up and coming band that he, I'm like, bro, it was one of the, forget it. The naked um, baby was, in the pool, and the, uh, yeah. they have they have a shirt. Everyone and their mother has that shirt. There's like every shirt that, that target. That's the thing. Yeah. Yes, you you should at least know the T-shirt. That's a great call, Corey. So, I do think that fantasy wise, he can be productive because he will get opportunities to run. Because anytime that these these foolish defensive coordinators that you throw a little man out there, he's probably going to break contain and make you pay because he can make plays with his legs. And I think that he is a player that is worth investing in because when you're starting to look what you were talking about, like pick like QB, the QB 15, the, even the QB 12, you get a lot of like Matt Ryan type players who are like, okay, mm -hmm. Matt Ryan had a lot of disappointing games last season, even in plus matchups, even with the, even with a defense that was giving up a ton of yards, you're like, well, at least the Falcons are going to have to throw. And Matt Ryan knows how to throw the football. That was not working out. So that notwithstanding that level, that's where you want to take players like Justin Fields, because they do have the, the ability to break out, not only as a runner, but throwing the football. Like imagine if the bears actually ran some slants this year, or, you know, what? <laughs> this didn't run curls every play. Let's just put it that way. 
And to me, it reminds me of a story, and I love bringing this up. And he was also on the Pat McAfee show recently. But Matt Money Smith, we were on, we were doing a fantasy live draft. Twelve of us, twelve of us, twelve of us. Yes, I was the only one who didn't have a quarterback last round. Didn't have a quarterback, and Matt Money Smith. If you're familiar with him, it's like, hey, uh, hey, rank, you know, uh, see, got no quarterback there, so uh, I don't need a quarterback. But I'm going to take Philip Rivers, buddy. Good luck. Good luck at the quarterback position now. What are you going to do? And uh, I decided, I go, I take Phillip Rivers. I'm taking this guy, second-year pro, made one start the previous year. I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes. Duh, good luck. Good luck with that one. Duh. Yeah, Texas. He's, like, going through the whole thing, like, Texas Tech quarterbacks. Yeah, good. Like, pushes back from his seat. Like, oh, good. You know what? Yeah, good. Take him. You know what? They actually play, and he's the Chargers play-by-play guy. They play the Chargers week one. I can't wait. You know, I, I might, I might even start Philip Rivers that week just to spite you. And I'm like, do what you got to do, Matt. And then um, I don't know if you remember that game. I think Patrick Mahomes threw for five thousand yards in one game, um, destroyed the Chargers. He, he had like and, five touchdowns in the first half or something like that. Wasn't it something weird? In, insane. Yeah, yeah. It's something weird. He was, he was so good. And so, uh, so yeah. So I was, I'm not, I'm not guaranteeing that's what Justin Fields is going to do but he has that kind of ability to go out there and do that. So don't be the person like draft another quarterback, but Justin Fields should round out your roster for sure. Well, and if you're in a league with a bunch of Chicago people, he's going to go sixth round. Uh, so you don't have to worry. You know what I mean? Like someone's going to yeah. jump up and, and Homer, Homer that thing. But you know uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, th- I think there's going to be some weeks where he's going to be able to be top eight, top 10, but the oh. overall, Oh, the overall, package at the end of the day you know uh you might have to mix and match a little bit Corey, hop in yeah so i was gonna say a guy that that i am really intrigued by this this upcoming season for fantasy is cole Komet, right i look at Mm -hmm. how he came on from halfway point in the season towards the end of the season was really reliable he was catching the football um i'm looking for the transition this year in the red zone because i think that's where the bears struggled you look at every great team what do they have in the red zone? A great tight end target. You know, Jimmy Graham, even, you know, getting up there in age, he was still a productive target in the, in the limited reps he had. So I'm hoping Cole Komet can take that next step this year and kind of be that X factor in the red zone because everybody needs that big body tight end that can get open in those situations. So yeah, I'm looking you, for him to step up. What do you think? I love it. And, you know, when you saw uh, the Pittsburgh game always stands out to me when they just needed to run plays. He's running down the seam. Justin's hitting him perfectly. That's the kind of stuff we want to see out of him. Now, I know a lot of people, a lot of the naysayers, when you draft Cole Komet, this is what's going to happen. If people are savvy enough, they'll be like, oh, like Jesper Horstead, Jesse James had more touchdowns. They were way better with him last year than Cole Komet, blah, blah, blah. And I will sit there and face palm myself. And I go, you want to know why those two guys were so much better with Justin Fields than Cole Komet? is that Justin Fields got no work with the yep. number ones. And he was playing right. catch with those guys all the time. And Darnell Mooney, who would stay after yeah. practice. Yeah. So he developed, like you see that with backup quarterbacks. Like when these guys, like when a backup tight end does well with a backup quarterback, you're like, this is who he's throwing to in practice. That's yeah. why they, that's why he trusts them. Like that, the touchdown pass that Jesper had against the Raiders. Like that was a complete trust play because Justin had played with him enough. Imagine what that's going to be like with a full off season of working with these players and 
I'm not sure that Cole Komet's ever going to be baby Kittle that we want him to be, but I think that he can be better than Bob Tunyon was a couple of years ago. That's the guy that we should be looking at because Bob Tunyon had what 12 touchdowns and a Luke Getzey offense a couple mm -hmm. of years ago. I think that I'm not saying that Cole Komet could have double digit touchdowns, but I think he could have similar type production. I, I think a good comparison uh, that he could strive to be, in my opinion, I think it's Kyle Rudolph in his prime. I, th oh, I think that'd be great. Somebody that has, you know, seven to 800 yards receiving, a lot of touchdown targets, great blocker um, in the red zone, you know, kind of the X factor. So that's that what I would like him to to aspire to be. I think that would be a good, good thing for him to be, you know, kind of like that Kyle Rudolph in, in his prime. Well, yeah, you got the 60 receptions, 600 yards last year, just yeah. zero on the touchdowns. Exactly. And, yeah, Adam, Adam yeah. to your point, that's kind of how Rodney Adams kind of stuck around with the team, right, and was able to dress sometime last year because of all of his work with Justin Fields. Let's take another break to talk about another one of our sponsors, Athletic Greens. Now, tons of people, they take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. And with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, mineral superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day that's it and to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com believe use promo code believe b-l-e-a-v again athleticgreens.com believe check it out today athletic greens take ownership of your own health these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration these products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease athletic greens now back to the pod uh final topic real quick gentlemen to get you out of here um i don't know what it is maybe it's the mlb lockout maybe it's the no football just before free agency but i've been doing a lot of weird homework on a bunch of different stuff so i want to present this topic to you and i want to see what you guys think it's called the greatest chicago bears off season of all time i'm going to give you guys some options i will there's a disclaimer here there is a silver bullet in this one that i'm going to save to the very end which might topple all the other ones, but let's just see if we can debate it out and see who comes out on top. So here are my, here are my selections for the greatest Chicago Bears offseason of all time. 1975, Walter Payton gets drafted, period, end of sentence. Moving on. 1983, Bears draft. Jimbo Covert, Willie Galt, Dave Dwierson, Tom Thayer, Richard Dent. Late, late, late in the draft. 2003, they draft Briggs, Tillman, Rex Grossman, first round, Michael Haynes. Maybe that gets maybe that's yeah. getting knocked down a little bit because yeah. Michael Haynes in the first round there. That's 2003. 2004, they draft Tommy Harris. They sign Thomas Jones. They sign John Tate. They sign Reuben Brown. That's a pretty good year. 2009, just for the sake of it, uh, they, they trade for Jay Cutler. They draft Henry Melton. They draft Johnny Knox. 2010, they draft Corey Wooten, the far oh, killer yeah. himself. <laughs> They sign, they sign Julius Peppers, uh, they draft Major Wright, they draft Jamarcus Webb, and then my final one, my final selection was 2018. I mean, let's be real. They trade for Khalil Mack, they sign Allen Robinson, they draft Roquan Smith, they sign Taylor Gabriel, they sign Trey Burton, they also draft James Daniels. And then the final one is 1965, Buckets and Gale Sayers, same draft. So... 
So there's that to deal with. Adam, I'll let you go first. Out of all those, if maybe, I don't know, Buckets and Sayers is too obvious. Which one would you say is the greatest Bears offseason of all time? You know, I will say this about Julius Peppers. I know Chris Conte gets a lot of heat, rightfully so. But Julius Peppers, you let John Kuhn chip you. If you would have gotten to far, or not to far, if you would have gotten to Rodgers on that play, <laughs> all you need to do is disrupt that play. Wait, real quick, Corey, tell him. <laughs> tell him what happened on the other side of that line, Corey. He was out there oh, for that play. Yeah, so so I was I was I was the sub, I was the rotating end, and Julius Peppers came out. He uh put his hand on his helmet. I missed it, and he's next to me on the sideline. So we only have Israel Donage out there, and I'm supposed to be the other end. So uh Rod Marinelli nope. and Lovey take a timeout. No, he's talking about but, uh he's talking about Conti. Conti. Oh, we Oh, the Rogers, oh, the Rogers, uh, the Rogers Randall Cobb play. Oh, I don't know. Why I was thinking about the Farb, man. I'm, I'm in that field right <laughs> no, now. No, no, no. I, I said yeah. Farb. I said mistakenly said Farb. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, okay. Yeah. That's what. That's why I was thinking of that. Oh, when I got held like crazy on on the Chris Conti play, me and Julius Peppers got pulled down. I mean, T.J. Lang, um, you know, who's the who's the right guard for for the Packers, who I've known over the years. He pulled the crap out of me. They had it. They had it on Twitter when it happened. I mean, he had my jersey like this because Peppers went inside. I'm coming from the backside. And literally, they pulled my jersey like this and held on to me. Didn't call any holding. It never happens. And then he scrambles out to that left side, buys time, completes it to Randall Cobb, and we go home and don't make the playoffs in my last year for the Bears. And that was just that was just a dagger right there. That was the dagger. That was – and, and that was the problem, too, is like – because Conti is playing – up right so like mm -hmm. these you should be at the stick like you don't want to yeah. give up the first down and because otherwise if i don't know it's yeah. but you were being held that's the one yeah that's but, but that real, real quick our defense that year you saw the drop off from 2012 2013 we had basically the same defense with the exception of brian Erlacher. um just things weren't the same in that game there was a fumble on the field that we did not scoop and score and it's something that would have never happened under Lovey Smith and Rob Marinelli. Stuff crept in. People got lazy. We didn't have the same routine. So that ball that was on the ground that was live that we never got, that would have never happened. And we, we could be talking about a different ball game, and that play would have been irrelevant in there. We would have won the game. But it Going was just so many things. Yeah, went from, went from top five to dead last in defense in one season. I wonder, though, how do you feel with – Matt Eberflus and he comes in and a lot of like what he's talking about, like really reminds me of Lovey Smith. And I am of the 100%. mind that Lovey Smith should have never been dismissed. And, but I, I am really excited for Eberflus. And I, again, going back to the defense, I think that's where the biggest change is going to be. And I think Bojack and players like that, we're going to see a different attitude out of them. I was kind of alluding to it. I mean, yeah, that's got it. Like, Oh I, yeah. I, I think I think this and I'm, I'm going to tell you, like speaking from experience from from just that season that I played in 2012, 2013, it's different having a different coordinator in there. Right. Like when everyone yeah. had had uh, Lovey and Marinelli and then the next year we had Mel Tucker, no disrespect to him. But I think this guy didn't buy in the same way. You know, it's like, oh, we're trying to run their defense. And when you try to run stuff, it's just like when, um, you know, after Vic Fangio left, they were trying to run the same defense and it progressively dropped off. 
So yeah. nothing's ever the same and you're never going to be as motivated for a different, somebody trying to run somebody else's system. So I'm excited about, just like you said, I think we're going to have some motivated players. I think Eddie Jackson has a bounce back pro bowl season. I think he's an all pro this year. I think it is really going to reinvigorate his career. And sometimes you need that. Sometimes people get complacent with stuff. Um, sometimes there's lack of motivation. Everyone's like, well, you're a pro player. You're getting paid this, that, and the other. But not all coaches are created equal, right? Yeah. There's some people that are self-starters. It doesn't matter who they play for. They'll, they'll play at this high level. There's some people that kind of need that extra motivation. And I think Iberflus and his staff pride themselves on getting the best out of players. Rod Marinelli had his endorsement said, oh, yeah, he's one of the bright young coaches. I love what he's doing. Attention to detail. That's what we need. That's when the Bears defense, you know, from Lovey's tenure, uh, got them to the Super Bowl, got us to the NFC championship by rookie year. You know, we were one of the best in the league in 2012. So I think that's how you build a, a Bears team. And I think that's how you build a lot of teams in this league that are successful, built on defense, built on discipline, and, and being the anchor of the team. Yeah. And I know, again, you look at what the Rams were able to do. They When you have Aaron Donald, again, all three levels, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey. That's what the bears can kind of emulate going forward. We don't have to sign every JC Jackson and Tyron Matthew, nothing, nothing <laughs> like that in the class, but we can do as long as the effort is there. Uh, and I think that's what we're going to have with Eberflus. And I think that it's going to be uh, a huge deal for us. And you talk about the change in coordinators, you know, Vince Tobin took over for buddy Ryan when he left to be the defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles in 1986 and so this leads me to what is the best offseason of the Bears. And I have to look at that 83 with Tom Thayer, uh, Richard Dent, all those players who came in, like Jimbo Covert. Like, what a great draft class that was. And I hope that last year, you know, being able to get Justin Fields, being able to get um, Tevin Jenkins, and if Thomas Graham develops into being a, yeah. a top cornerback, yeah. I hope that that's one of these – one of these off seasons that we can look at and be like, that's what changed it. Uh, obviously we signed Andy Dalton. That'll be a joke and it won't matter. But I think that the off season that we're trying to emulate is that 83 off season. Yeah. And so for me, that would probably be the greatest one of all time. Dick Buckus, Gale Sayers, notwithstanding, but yeah. that was a different NFL and you guys didn't win, but uh, yeah. you know, I got to go with the one that won the Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah. I got to agree. 83 for sure. But I'm looking forward to when the bears actually have a full draft where they can start with the first round pick all the way down, because now it's, you know, it's kind of up in the air as far as that, but I'm looking forward to, to the, the new staff and new regime having a true first rounder. They can pick and develop a second rounder and et cetera. So looking, looking forward to that. Cause I, I think uh, the future is bright in Chicago. I like all the pieces they have to the puzzle right now. And now it's all about developing that talent. You know, that's the biggest difference you see between teams that are really good. You know, like Green Bay has been really good because they've drafted well and they've been able to develop well. Same thing with the Patriots. It's about putting your, your players in a position to succeed, right? And yeah. you look at the, the Patriots for years, they had wide receivers that were cut from this team. You're too slow. You're too this. You're too that. Uh, Rob Ninkovich, right? Defensive end that was cut from like seven different teams. Oh, you're too slow. You can never play off the edge of this. And he's one of the best players out there for the Patriots, you know, yeah. interception, sacks, tackles for loss. Um, so I, you just have to put your guys in a position to succeed. Yes, there are more talented players out there, but you have to get the best out of them, put them in the position to succeed. Yeah, and you've got Larry Borum on that draft, too, as well, that hopefully oh, yeah. pans up and can become yeah. a long-term option. And Adam, man, what a great point, because 
what if that draft hits right and four or five years from now the bears let's say let's go shorter two or three years from now the bears are back in contention again ryan pace's name will still continuously be connected to this iteration in this era of the bears almost the way that dave town was still connected to that blackhawks regime because the end yeah. of the day he still drafted taves and kane and maybe that's a weird feather in his cap that he gets to enjoy. Uh, I wanted to go 2010 because, man, bringing in Corey Wooten and Julius Peppers, that one-two combo, that's a lot. It's a lot to take on. Uh, 2004, I thought, was a pretty was a pretty yeah. solid one-two as well. Whoa, you get two whoa, whoa, monsters. whoa, whoa. Because that, we signed Thomas Jones. Yes. But drafted Cedric Benson for no reason. Instead of Aaron Rodgers. I mean. Yeah. Well, Aaron Rodgers was 05, right? 05, wasn't he? With Brady Quinn and all them, he's 05 draft. Yeah, wait. I think that's. Uh, I think that's. Yeah. Uh, no, Aaron Rodgers is 05 cause with Alex Smith and all uh, that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. All right, fair enough. But we yeah. had Thomas Jones, but we still. I just wanted to say we didn't need to draft Cedric Benson. Yeah. And I know <laughs> that. Still I know that. Uh, so 2004, we would have drafted Kyle Orton then, right? Yes. Yep. He was a second year yeah. guy, and if Kyle Orton had started that suit run. I'm a, a big, different story. I'm, I'm a big Kyle Orton well, guy. I, you know, I'll never forget. Just uh, it's super random, but you'll, I'll never forget what happened. You know, when Tillman picked off Peyton in that game. Oh my! And gosh. we had the ball at midfield. That was the moment right there where Rex Grossman. That's the sliding doors moment, right? If we get yeah. points on the board in that moment and get something together there, you never really know what's going to happen. The exact same way Jay Cutler throws that go-ahead touchdown. We're at the beginning of the fourth quarter of the Conti game. And he could have been the hero, right? He could have been yeah. Jay Cutler beats the Packers and wins the NFC North. It doesn't always work out like that. And that's, you know, that's Chicago Bears quarterback history for you, pretty much. I mean, yeah. could Jim Miller I, gets slammed into the ground, you know? If if he um if Rex Grossman has one of those signature like the Dilfer to Brandon Stokely in the Super Bowl type of thing when they burn Jason Seahorn and that game was over, honestly, if you put no disrespect to Peyton Manning, but if you put a 14, 13 point lead on the Colts, like they're not coming back. Like they're just, I know they rallied to beat the, the, uh, the Patriots in that AFC or that, yeah, that AFC championship game. But I was Alex, Alex Brown and I, he disagreed with me, but I'm like, I was literally thrilled of all the teams they could have played. I'm like, I'm glad they're not playing the Patriots. I'd yeah. rather play the Colts like Peyton Manning's history. And by the way, you talk about sliding doors is um, Marlon McCree. So Marlon McCree intercepts Brady in the AFC divisional round game and then keeps running instead of falling down. And Troy Brown knocks the ball out of his hand. Patriots recover, score. Nate Kading misses a field goal that sends it in. Like Nate Kading missed the field goal. The Chargers lose that game. Now, if the Chargers end up beating the Patriots, they play host to the Colts in that playoff and they the win chargers, that game. They, chargers win that game. they beat the Colts every year in the playoffs. There is no way because Marty Schottenheimer would finally have that off his back. Like you won a big game. You beat Bill Belichick. You're moving on. I just wonder what a bears Chargers super bowl would have looked like. Mm. Yeah. Nope. LT versus LT versus Thomas Jones. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I also I also wonder in 2010, my rookie year, when last game of the season, right, we played Green Bay, and we're playing at Green Bay, and this game for them, they have to win to get the playoffs. If if we beat them, they go home. They don't make the playoffs, right? Yeah. And we kind of played it like passive aggressive. We played the starters for a little bit, 
And then, you know, they had the backups in there. But I kind of I wish we would have played that game like legit and tried to keep them out because, you, you know, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, anytime you got to play him, we end up playing him in the NFC Championship. They beat us. They go to the Super Bowl, play against the Steelers, which I thought we could definitely have beaten 100%. at that time. You know, I, I, I just wish that we would have is... played that game full tilt, you know, mm -hmm. because Green Bay, in my opinion, that's who we had the most trouble against. And that, that's the matchup I didn't like. Yeah, I don't know why. That always bugged me, too. Like, why do you want these guys in the playoffs? And they ended up being the sixth seed, right? Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. We like the game was so tight the whole game, and then in the in the third quarter, like towards the end of it, like I pulled the starters, and I'm like, oh, this is keep them out of the playoffs because everyone in the locker room, you're like, you do not want to face Aaron Rodgers, and you know people always argue all the time about what's the greatest quarterback or who you don't like to face. Ninety nine point nine percent of people would say Aaron Rodgers. He gives, yeah. you, he gives you the most, the toughest matchups, right? Because he tells his right tackle, he says, let that guy go on the inside move. I'm going to hit the corner, and then I'm going to hit somebody deep. And that's what he does. He's, he's one of the best to do it. So I, I wish we would have put them away in that game, kept them out of the playoffs, and then we would have been playing somebody else in the NFC Championship, had a chance to go to the Super Bowl, playing against Pittsburgh, and I think we could have beat them for sure. 100%. To be very fair, Kyle Shanahan would say, I'll allow it. I'll take on Aaron Rodgers. I have no, yeah. I have no issue nah, with this. That's fair. <laughs> At least there's one guy. <laughs> NFL Network's Adam Rank. Uh, thank you so much for coming on Believe in Bears. Uh, really appreciate you taking the time. Great conversation. Um, the Sick Podcast. Got to check it out uh, wherever you can find your podcast right now. Great guests all the time. George Berlissimo was on there today. Um, all the wonderful people from the Chicago Bears community. Adam, man, thank you so much. Uh, if you can, just throw out your socials. Uh, it's pretty obvious, but just throw out your socials for the audience so they can check out wherever you are for your content. Oh, thank you so much. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Rank. If you're going to come after Justin Fields, uh, uh, don't bother. Uh, and my Instagram's at Adam Rank NFL. My TikTok's at Adam Rank. Uh, I'm starting to put out more TikTok because they tell me the kids, my uh, the kids tell me you got to got to be on TikTok. So I'm like, okay. But mostly yeah. it's mostly it's talking s on Aaron Rodgers. I don't know why I do that, but that's what I do. That's my brand, I guess. And also, I, I saw an episode from you recently. Uh, bring all the Rise of Skywalker takes your way, too, as well, right? Or is that a quick block? <laughs> that is uh, – it's not a quick block. I'll entertain it. But that is one of the things, like, when Aaron Rodgers was going through everything this uh, this season and, you know, he's going on the McAfee show and doing everything, I go, you know, the most offensive thing that he does is that he wears that Rise of Skywalker hoodie. <laughs> like, that is That is Who atrocious. That is a weird nerd. That's a weird nerd flex, right? Who's doing that one? Rise of Skywalker. Like I, I will have arguments with people, and I know my my co-host on uh, NFL Fantasy Live, James or Patrick Patrick Claybon, hates the Last Jedi, which I think is fantastic, and we always have these battles about it, and uh, we both agree that Rise of Skywalker was garbage. Ah, uh, but worse than Attack of the Clones. You know, two, <laughs> that's, a, that's a can of worms. That's I a can know. Of worms. Two is uh, two is difficult. You know what? I I actually like the prequels more and more. I think one of the things that people talk about is they go, well, when you look at the prequels and they got all these cool spaceships, but then the spaceships are worse when you get to Star Wars Empire and Return of the Jedi. I'm like, do you not do you not drive the freeways? Like, if you see, like, a cool 60s pimped-out ride, like, how cool that car looked next to a Prius. 
Like that, that is the way, that's the way, like that society also works. Killer oh ships. And then it's like, nah. Then we have these dumb droid things. Like that's, that's what they did. They went in reverse and they got worse. So, um, I don't know. The prequels, two was bad. One I've come, one, the funny one is thing fine. Is, there's great moments in one and Sith, right? In, in Phantom mean, and Sith, there's great moments. In Attack of the Clones, I went and saw it in a movie theater, and people laughed at Natalie Portman and uh, Hayden Christensen. Hayden laughed yeah. in the theater, and it sucked and deflated all the majesty and all the spectacle, spectacle out of it. I can never get over that. Right. That's, that's a tough one to overcome. Corey, you got to get on a plane, right. my man. Take us home on another great uh, pod for Believe yeah. in Bears, man. Take us home. Adam Rank on the pod here. Great episode, man. And uh, uh, have a great trip. Yeah, appreciate you coming on, Adam. Uh, hopefully, I'll have some better sand play at this trip. Um, you know, excited <laughs> excited for free agency to come. Uh, yeah. We get some swings in this weekend, but looking forward to it. Um, I'm just looking forward to the Bears building around Justin Fields, uh, really getting a left tackle, hopefully, and, and another wide receiver weapon. Um, feel good about the defense if we get Akeem Hicks back um, and then maybe another member of the secondary. But I'm excited about the staff, excited for the future of the Bears. Um, another great pod and, and looking forward, uh, like I said, to next week. Looking forward to this weekend. Going to enjoy the sun. Couple couple swings out there, a couple white claws. Uh, Paul McGraw out there, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> And a little bit finish, of that swing juice, baby. Finish Love the it. round with one ball. Finish the round with one ball if you possibly can. Yeah, that's uh, a win. That's a total. That's a total win. That's Try the score. Try the Srixons. <laughs> There's the something special about them. They find their I way back into the your Max bag. Flies. The Max Flies. The Max no, Flies. Oh no, no. Underrated, though. Check it out. If you're gonna do that. At out. least go with the Q Star. The Q Star. Try a, a sleeve. I'll there try is. a sleeve. All right. You know, Max Fly. Max Fly tours, baby. <laughs> Today's episode of Believe in Bears was presented by BetOnline.ag. Use promo code BLEAV to get 50% off your first purchase. Also, NordVPN and Athletic Greens. Great deals going on with the Believe Network and those two sponsors. Make sure you check it out. Thank you so much for checking out this pod. We'll be back with more. Until then, be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. And remember, you just got to bear down. Thanks for checking out Believe in Bears. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.